to Pen Pals, the improvised celebration of letter writing. Today, we will have two great improvisers coming together to improvise a chain of letters between two characters. But first, let's talk a bit more about letters. I was looking into the origin of why people put a cross at the bottom of their letters to sign a kiss. And it actually started out in the Middle Ages where Christians would put a cross on their bottom of their letters as a sign of faith, honesty, and sincerity. And then they would kiss where that cross was. The same way as when people would sign an X because they were illiterate, they would also kiss the cross to show that they were um, sincere when they were putting that cross and they couldn't write or sign their name. And then gradually over the time, that it became a mark of where people had kissed and then it just became a representation of kissing, which I think is pretty interesting. So now, however many X's I put on paper from this moment on, I'm going to make sure I kiss the paper that many times. So just think about that if you ever receive a letter from me. Anyway, I'm really excited to welcome to do this show with me uh, this time, Matthew Nicholson and Ian Hales. Hello. Hello. Hello, Matthew. Hello. Ian, first of all, with you, can you just tell us a bit about yourself and where you would normally improvise? Um, I improvise in the Northwest, uh, Northwest UK. I am the AD of uh, a company called Casino Improv, and we do, uh, as a lot of improv companies do, we do uh, mix between short form and long form. Uh, our speciality seems to be sort of slightly unsettling, but sort of slightly Alan Bennett-like horror. We've got one called The Invitation, which... Uh, yeah, it's lovely. It's that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I've been in, in in the improv scene for quite a bit now. I always thought I was a, a new starter, but no, I've been doing it for ages now. Um, for like 10, 15 years. I start with impropriety and I'm this is who I am now. I teach it as well. I teach it yeah. to young actors and make them frightened of improv knowledge. They love it. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't make people frightened of improv like that's like i know you said you do horror improv but it's not meant to be making them scared of the improv i don't believe no none at all no no and lots of people are frightened of improv and it's, it's rubbish that that is my job is to go no it's brilliant it's a brilliant game and yeah, yeah. Like your brain working yeah, that sounds great and matthew how about you how long have you been improvising for and where do you know I, I have been improvising for about two years um, I first started in my first year at uni studying acting and now I work as a, an act musician in the northeast and I improvise with The Hang on their various formats and I also help out with our monthly improv jam which is on a short hiatus at the moment called Say What at the um, Prohibition Bar uh, and I just generally go wherever the wind takes <laughs> That's, that's good. Um, so a couple of questions about letter writing. Um, Ian, can you ever remember improvising a letter in a show? Yes, absolutely. Um, so we did, we, uh, when I was in with Impropriety, we did these things called improvathons, which for people who don't know are massively long improvisations. So 33 and a half hours hours worth. Um, and so that means you get to explore one character for all that time if you want to. And I improvised a letter which was to my son telling him how I was going to die of narrative convenience, which is, you know, it's very it's funny, like, at the, at the, but at the time it was the most harrowing thing. 
and the other improviser I remember was upstairs because when we do this we have to have a kitchen which we can eat he was upstairs sort of kind of listening but also kind of eating toast and when he realized what I was saying in the letter I heard a cry of no you don't and he's running down the stairs and I'm like nope I managed to die on the X of the letter <laughs> as he walked on stage, and it was real. Um, Matthew, um, can you remember like a letter that you've received, or a card, or a postcard you received at some point in your life? Definitely. Um, my my nan used to every year. She used to she was really into making like homemade cards, and they would be, be like multi layered, and they would have like kind of like cool tissue paper, and they'd be painted, um, and so. Yeah, so for like birthdays and Christmases and things like that, you would always send one and you could always tell which one it was because it would be in a nice coloured envelope as well. Yeah, yeah, my nan, my man, nan made uh, very nice homemade cards. Do you ever remember anything that like, did she used to write little messages on them? Did she sign them off in different ways? Or? I'm sure. Well, yeah, the, the, I think there were like hand, handwritten messages inside them and I and definitely remember there being a little a little kiss on everyone. Yeah, it's good. At least you knew that she was faithful, sincere, and honest when she was writing those letters. Um, do you, Ian, do you think there's anything unique about like when you've written letters? Do you, is there anything that you think that you do that's unique, or anything that you think is like a unique twist that you put on letters? I put on letters. I mean, I think anybody who receives a letter from me probably thinks they're having a communication from some eldritch being anyway, because my my handwriting and i know there's the, the the joke about doctors having bad handwriting but i therefore should be a doctor because i have the worst handwriting in the world and the more i try to make it nice and cursive the worse it gets it just becomes some kind of um you have a, you have a handwriting of the harder you try the worse it is as like a as yeah a, yeah a correlation. like little covered in spirals of stuff i think most of the time when I've done that, I just lean into it hard and then it, you know, really makes scribbles and spiders just happen. <laughs> just, just, just enjoy the fact, yeah, it's going to be messy. Let's, like, let's embrace the mess. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Let's just cover this paper with. This. Again, a great improv idea. Let's, let's, let's take that mistake and make it intentional. Beautiful improv idea. Um, Matthew, can you remember sending a letter? Like, and, like you're, you're a young man, like letters, letters are fast becoming a thing of the past. Can you remember writing a letter? I think I vaguely remember having a pen pal and the, it's, it's a really interesting story because I don't remember who it was, where they were, anything like that. I just, I just distinctly remember having the experience of doing a pen pal thing. I think it was probably with, as like some sort of school program thing. Um, but I used to be, I've spoken to a lot of people and I think I've found out that a lot of schools had this enforced pen pal thing and some people ended up friends for years and some people remember the process but don't remember the person. That's me. I remember the process, don't remember the person. I imagine my letters looked something like DM Matthew and very crystal like printed out letters and slowly as it went down it just becomes more and more mangled as I just try to get through it as quickly as possible. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's it. It's interesting, like, a lot of young people, I think their memory of letters is almost like as a homework assignment. Mm -hmm. but, um, um, but then they also have the 
nice recollection of receiving them from family members who it were who letters were a thing for them so that's that nice generational gap well now it's the the important part part of the show it's time for your improvised challenge okay so you guys um as mentioned i know that you're both actors and you mentioned this before so your challenge is going to be matthew you are a young actor who is just finishing drama school ian you're an old lovey of the theater and uh, Matthew, you were writing to Ian for some advice about life in the theatre. You get some advice. Matthew, you're going to write the first letter. <clears throat> Dear Sir Carmichael, I kind of believe I'm accurate. Um, oh, uh, uh, I am a young lad who's just finishing learning about acting at RADA. That's the one. I was told by one of my, my, teachers that you used to go here and obviously now you've made it big so I just had some things to ask you you say that when you started you had a somewhat thick accent. Do you think I can do plays and films and that if I sound like I'm from Biker? I know that some actors have uh, have, have have done just that. So any advice here would be pure bella. Um, oh. And uh, this one is just a personal question. But what's your favourite character you ever played? Cheers, Harry. Didn't even know if you'll reply, but worth a shot, isn't it? If I may use the Shakespearean to address you. Well, what a treat to get yet 
another missive from a bright young crippling studying at the Rada. I must remind myself to old Stopey, your teacher, to stop giving out my address. For whilst it is a boon to receive letters from eager, thirsty, bright-eyed young things, it also takes up rather a lot of my time. But to answer your specifics, yes, I must confess that I did, when I started, have an accident. And from the looks of your letter and the clues you gave wherein, it was not unreminiscent of yours. A tear came to my eye when I saw you spell movies as films. For you see, my dear Hal, I originate from the same coast as you. I was born under the shadows of the Spanish city floodlights. Ah, Tiddly Bay. So yes, and it wasn't a great impediment to my uh, career because I got rid of it as you should do. For there are only two parts for people who have the original accent like us, and both of them are being played by Jimmy Nail. <clears throat> so, my favorite character. Well, there are so many to choose from. Desk Sergeant at the Bill. Third, Zygon from the left on Doctor Who, Sarah Jane Adventures. Or, of course, my beloved man in window advert. That was a very hard part, I must say. Very physical. For I had to wipe the window quite vigorously. But what about you? Hmm? You're asking me all this, and I need to know about you. Because that is what an actor is. Someone who bears their soul. So, who are you, really? What drove you to acting? And what will it take to drive you away from it? Yours, Carmack. Bloody hell, he actually 
Fuck. Uh. Oh. Yeah. He he spelled my name wrong, but that's alright. That's alright. Um. Yeah. I uh. Sir. I must apologize for taking up your precious time. You must be learning some Hamlet or maybe even a bit of Leah as you are getting on a bit. No offense. <clears throat> Yes, Sophie inadvertently gave me your address by leaving her faculty office door unlocked during our Laban class. I must apologize for this trespass also. I must say, as a fellow Geordie, it feels so good to hear you say our motherland, even in a letter, even vaguely pointing towards it. It fills me with glee. Yippee. I must also say that I thought your performance as Zygon 3 was inspired, delectable, and pure Bella. But now you ask me. What am I? Who am I? I must say that I'm not sure a simple letter could suffice. But perhaps it must. The answer to what would drive me away from acting I must say, nothing, nothing that is within the realms of the law would keep me from the stage. Furthermore, nothing within the confines of the law kept me from getting to the stage in the first place. For I will stop at nought to be an actor. I hope you share this passion, as I'm sure you do. How are things in Poshow, London? 
I heard everyone there sticks their pinkies up when they're having a brew. And you ask me, who am I? So I must react as acting is and ask you, who are you? Cheers, Harry. Dear Hal, I have received your second letter with interest, especially about your confession on how you got my address and the other indications in your letter that you will, as you say, stop at nothing. These are fine, quotation mark, yes, fine qualities for an actor, but one must know when to rein it in so that one doesn't become a bit, as we say in the business, Daniel Day Lewis about things. Being driven is all right, but going off one's tot is not. As for your suggestion that I should play Leah. Leah? Bloody Leah? He is a very old, very confused man, and I am, if you will check on my IMDB page, barely in my 60s. Still quite spry and capable of playing Coriolanus. Thank you very much. Yes. So, what can I say to someone quite so driven? Calm it. Cool thy boots, as I believe words were once said. And as for me telling you anything about how things are in posho London, I don't think I will, for at the moment I'm feeling that you are erring over the line of fan and into daughter. Thank you very much. I would appreciate if this was the last correspondence that we had. By the way, no, I'm not learning anything. That's not how it works. Someone has to pay me first.
he still spelt my name wrong, but that's all right. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> brain exit. What he's talking about. Corey Lane as well. I think he has like a six pack of stuff, doesn't he? Calm down. Last correspondence. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Dear Sir Carmichael, I appreciate your concern and your pleas to hope that I quotation rein it in at the risk I end up like Mr. Lewis Mr. Day Lewis but I must admit he is a fine fine actor and I must stress that is fine without the quotation. I also appreciate your suggestion and your plea for me to be driven, quotations again, and I can only assume that this drive you speak of is uh, some sort of subtle message asking me to drive to your studio apartment in London. Well, I must say that I'm, I'm one step ahead of you. I've already... You might think I'm overusing these quotations, but I'm going to keep with it. I may have borrowed my neighbour's vehicle and upon writing this letter, I am at a motorway service station currently. They have a post box there, if you're asking. As I say, I already got the address from Sophie, so I'll be with you very soon. Maybe you could teach us how to do a monologue, or I could just watch you act for me. Your Best friend, Harry. I'll see you soon. Hmm. That was a long time back. Dear Harry, it's been a long time, hasn't it, since that day when you turned up on my doorstep, waiting, smiling, and generally being a bit weird. 
I'm sorry how things turned out, really. But also, in another way, not. Because you coming in and forcing me to go through the great speeches of Shakespeare showed me that actually it was all a load of old toot. And I should probably just get over myself and get a real life. So that's why I'm quite grateful to you, even though it's meant the end of my career, bracket such as it was, bracket, and your unfortunate time away, quotation mark. You'll be pleased to know that working at the car phone warehouse meant that I couldn't really use my posh, plummy, rada voice anymore. So I had to work on a new accent, or rather an old one. Got the Geordie one back, exclamation mark. So, you know, some things do work out for the best, I suppose. You know, I was once told a story by an old actor friend of mine about Beethoven. And a young composer came up to him and said, Maestro, how can I tell when I am a composer? And Beethoven said, what? Classical music, Joe, he was there. No, he said, stop now. Because if you have to ask when you will be a composer, you'll never become one. And I don't think I was ever really an actor. Just someone playing the part. Yours, not sir. Never sir. Michael Carr. And that was the last letter between Michael Carr and Harry. Harry became famous after using his time in jail to work on his plummy accent and was actually in a famous jail version of Macbeth where he played Lady Macbeth. And Michael Carr is still happy living in Whitley Bay and walking along the beach every Saturday. The end. Thank you very much. Ian Hales and Matthew Nicholson. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I uh, <laughs> decided to take a dark turn. I wasn't sure what the, the last letter was going to do, but I quite like the, 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 the moment of hope after it. You ask me on, you're going to get some darkness. 
that's it. We improved through there. So it's good. I'd say, ah, oh, good. I um, very much enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. And finally, um, before we finish the show, just finish the show, um, can we find you doing anything online at the moment? Or is there anywhere we can find you online to follow you or anything like that? So where is Casino Improv online, Ian? Casino Improv is on Facebook. So you can go and join up on the Facebook group there. Uh, we have Twitter. We have an Instagram that kind of stuff because everybody does uh, obviously at the moment no shows but you know natural uh but we we're coming up with some stuff to do online like your good selves we're working on some bits and pieces and those will be announced on the socials when and where we get them done great and matthew um how about yourself well you can find me all over the internet but more specifically in an improv sense you can find me on let us make it up to you and the hang i believe we're on facebook instagram twitter all that good stuff and at say what on facebook um and if you want to hear the the music side like musician it's just matthew nicholson on facebook spotify whatever else you want to type in that's great thank you both for doing the show um i really enjoyed it um, this has been Pen Pals and keep writing letters to people.